how some days there are just certain things on your mind, on your heart, and you just need to share them with someone? Well, today is one of those days, and that someone is you. Hello, my friend. Happy Saturday. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. You're welcome. But seriously, thank you for being here. And Mother's Day is tomorrow. And if you don't know, now you know. And if you forgot and you want to do something for the mom in your life or the moms in your life, uh, best get to step into a Target or a grocery store or a flower shop or plant store or spa or Starbucks. (laughs) Or you can do something at home. Um, I think a big gift that my husband could give to me would be time alone, which is what I have right now. Uh, I'm not getting as much time alone as I thought I would, but this alone time I'm spending talking to you in the future. This is going to be a weird mother's day for me. Um, my mom isn't here anymore. And although we didn't have the best relationship at times, regardless of what was going on. I always loved my mom. Me loving my mom was not a question. Me liking my mom sometimes and probably vice versa. Often I am sure Um, that was, that was it. But I just, I always loved her. And, um, It's been weird uh, not experiencing angst over having to get her a card and and finding a card that I felt comfortable giving her because I couldn't get one of these mushy cards that are just like, oh, my life is so much better because of everything that you've ever done and sacrificed for me. Like you've taught me so much and I never felt right getting those cards because that just wasn't how I felt. And It's weird not having that on my mind this year. I realized that through all the shit I went through with my mom, I actually realized this the night before we went to Arizona to to see her um, in March. My mom put me through a lot of shit as a kid as an adult and with certain things that she probably thought she wasn't putting me through even to this day. And maybe one day I'll be able to tell more of that story, but um, there's stuff that I'm still dealing with to this very day because of choices that my mom made. And I have focused a lot on the negative side of all of that shit. But I realized the night before we left that the greatest gift that my mom ever gave me was having me go to therapy when I was 16 years old. Because that made me open to 
the idea of therapy. And I realized then at the age of 16 that I mattered, that how I felt about things mattered, that I existed. And therefore I deserved to take up space in this world. And everything that I learned in therapy are things that I think my mother struggled with knowing and believing to be true for herself. And these patterns of behavior that I've seen repeated with the women on my mom's side of the family, I was given the opportunity and the support to have so much of that end with me. And I realized that maybe that was the purpose of me going through so much shit with my parents and with my mom. And I really saw all of that, everything that I'd gone through. I saw that with therapy kind of at the the finish line, so to speak, I saw that as a gift and it shifted so much for me. The anger and resentment that I felt even to a smallish degree, it's it's gone down even more because now how I look at it is she gifted me with the support that she probably needed and never got. And she had no idea, maybe consciously, how much that would shift things for generations to come, hopefully, because the world's a kind of crazy place, but how much that would shift things for generations to come because she made that decision for me. And I will be forever grateful for that because because of her, I won't be continuing these things that have likely gone on in our family for a really long time. And so if I had the opportunity now, I would tell her thank you. And I actually did when I was with her. I believe that she could hear me and that she could understand me. And I did tell her, thank you. I told her, thank you for sending me to therapy and giving me the support that she probably always needed herself. And I promised her that so much of what caused her pain, which made her then show up the way that she did with me and my sister because of her, that wasn't going to continue. And I wish that she had had the support when she was a kid, when she needed it. But she was giving that gift to me. She gave that gift to me. And I wasn't going to take that for granted. And I haven't. And it's made me look back at everything just differently. 
it doesn't mean that I don't wish I had a different version of my mom because I do. I'm, I'm sad that I didn't really have the opportunity to experience my mom as a healed person. I saw glimpses of that. And as I told her before she passed, I saw her for who she was before everybody else put all of their shit on her. And now she had the freedom to be that spirit. And I'm sharing this with you, I guess, kind of as a continuation from the episode from last year and to share with you how my experience this year is going to be different between my mom giving me the gift of therapy and my son and everything that I have learned about myself through him and everything that I am just so much more aware of because he exists. I'm so grateful for moms and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be a mom. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to parent as a person who's committed to healing and not continuing behavior that has created generational trauma. I know this is kind of a heavy, a heavy episode and I guess sometimes that's, sometimes that's just the only way I can be given how I'm feeling in that moment. But if you're a mom, thank you for what you're doing. I know you are committed to making the world a better place. And I think one of the the most powerful ways to do that is by choosing to not repeat certain patterns of behavior that have continued on within our families for generations. I think that's one of the most powerful things we can do. And if you are listening and you are a mom, I also want to encourage you to be kind to yourself, be compassionate, show yourself some grace. I know I talk about this all the time, but I think it's so important. Sometimes all you can do is the best you can do at that moment in time with how you're feeling, with the circumstances that are at play. And one of the things that I've really learned is when you fuck up, don't be an asshole to yourself and apologize to your kids. A lot of times our egos don't want to allow us to apologize because we don't want to be seen as wrong or we don't want to be seen as weak. I will tell you when someone apologizes to me, I don't see that as weakness. I see that as strength. 
I see that as someone putting their ego aside and acknowledging something that they did or said that wasn't in alignment with who they really are and or who they want to be. And you apologizing to your kids when you fuck up, if you misunderstand something, that's that's just powerful, powerful stuff. Imagine if we lived in a world where people acknowledged the stuff that they did that was wrong or a misunderstanding. Like imagine if people just put their egos aside and just like, this is me and I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm also capable of owning my mistakes, of of owning up to my mistakes and taking accountability for my actions. Like, What would our world look like? I also think it's really important to not put shit on our kids that isn't theirs to own. I hate it when people are like, oh, well, you need to do something because if you don't, like, I'm going to feel sad. Like, you're going to make me feel sad. You're going to make me feel bad. Our children are not responsible for how we feel. They're not. And I grew up with guilt and shame being really effective manipulation tactics. And I grew up resenting my mom so much because of that. Our kids aren't there for us to put our shit on. Our kids are not there to manage our emotions. And I can tell you, like, if that is the type of thing that we're doing, they're going to do that to their kids. They're going to do that to their kids. And the way that they feel about something is always going to be someone else's fault, someone else's responsibility. And when I look at the world that we're living in, I don't see a lot of people owning their response to things, how they feel about things. It's always, you made me do this. You made me upset. You offended me. So my encouragement to you is let's not put shit on our kids that isn't their shit to own. Let's show our kids that we are responsible for how we feel. No one else. Because I think when we're doing that, we're going to see a shift in how the world actually functions if we teach this next generation that no one is really responsible for how they feel and how they respond except for them. So that's stuff that I've learned from being a daughter and being a mom. And I think moms are amazing. I think people that serve in a mom capacity are amazing. Motherhood is a really tough job. And I appreciate the moms so much that show up for their kids and show up for their kids in ways that their moms didn't show up for them. It's hard to do that. So if you are one of those people, thank you. It means so much to me to know that there are moms out there determined to not repeat those nasty ass cycles. And I want to encourage you 
to make sure to take care of you. I think it's really easy as, as moms to put ourselves on the back burner and take care of everybody else. Like our, our partners, our children, our dogs, our fish, our chickens. I don't know if I'm speaking from personal experience. What do you think? You need to take care of you too. The people that are just like, oh, well, you know, like I knew once I had kids that like my me time went away, blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. I I don't buy into that shit. That makes me angry because when you take care of yourself, you are better equipped to show up the way you want one for you and two for the people that you love and care about. So don't let anyone shame you into not making yourself a priority. You are with you your entire life. Of course, you should be on that priority list. Sometimes it's it's going to go, you know, you're in the number one spot and then you move to number three or number four and then you go up to number two and then number one. You know, it's there's always going to be a little switcheroos happening, but you need to be on that list. You need to take care of you because you matter. You exist. So you matter. You take up space. You wouldn't be here if you didn't matter. So I don't give a shit what anyone else says. You make sure you take care of you. And I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. And I'm going to leave this episode on a lighter note, I promise. So my son knows that I do a podcast. I don't think he understands what it is, but he knows that I talk to people. One day he was sitting in my office and I asked him if he wanted me to interview him. And he said yes. And so what will follow is a five-minute interview slash story session with my son. And if you don't mind frequent references to poop, then I invite you to continue listening. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for being an amazing person. Thank you for being an amazing mom. And stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I present to you my interview with my son, Milo. Hi, can you tell me your name? Milo. Milo. And I like chicken so much, and I always uh, go to the toilet to poop. (laughs) And chickens poop a lot, so. And my dog also poops, and... Whales poop and trains poop. So is it correct to say that everybody poops and everything poops? Yes. Yes. And then flowers blow it away. And then... Move your hand. Owls uh, turn into numbers. And then they drink coffee. Who drinks coffee? Uh, Lego sets. Lego sets drink coffee? And then a puzzle uh, drinks water from the toilet. A A puzzle drinks water from the toilet. Then it drinks water from the toilet. Then it drinks it and he poops on a dog. Then a mug goes into the mouse's throat. And then water splashes all over the toilet's poop. (laughs) <laughs> okay um where do chickens poop do they poop in a toilet 
Yes. They do. So the little chickens that we have in the garage, they open the door <laughs> and they walk into the bathroom and they poop in the toilet. Yes. But then wouldn't they fall in because the toilet's pretty big and the chickens are pretty small. If the chicken toilet and fl- fl- and pancakes flew over the world, the same people from the toilet? <laughs> Pancake, pancakes flew over the world to save people from a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Was it an evil toilet? A uh, super toilet. Okay, but why did the pancakes need to save people from the toilet? Was it like a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. Did it wear, like, a cape and a mask so you couldn't tell who he was? Uh, yes. Then a flying stone flew over the world to go into an outlet. To go into an outlet. To save a chicken and a spider. What? Uh, and a dog. Okay. And so were the dog, ch- were the dog, the chicken, and the spider stuck in the outlet? Yes. Yes. And then the toilet uh, pooped in the submarine. The toilet pooped. Was this the evil villainous toilet? Yes. It pooped in the submarine? How did it get into the submarine? Uh, It opened the hatch. Okay. Why did it want to go into the submarine? Uh, To go to the toilet. But the toilet is already a toilet. So couldn't he just use himself to go to the bathroom? No? Yes. He could. But then the flying pot flew over the world to save chickens from a fan. (laughs) Who's saving the chickens from a fan? The super toilet. The super toilet. So there's a bad guy toilet and a good guy toilet? Yes. Wow. Kind of like. And a bad spaghetti ball. Splashed into the city, then the toilet uh, got to Jurassic World and farted on Cora. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Caribbean oh. people uh, sprayed um, a fan. Would they? Would they spray a fan, or if someone is? Tooting, it's probably stinky, right? So, would they use like air freshener or would they use a fan to blow the stink away? It's a stink bomb. A stink bomb. And then the kitties and a toilet flew to eat the kitties. Like the baby cats? (laughs) Or the kids? Kids and cats. Wow. And who was doing that? Who was eating the kids and the kittens? Uh, Super Toilet. But I thought Super Toilet was a good guy. Ah, it's a different Super Toilet. Oh, but I thought there was a bad guy Super Toilet. <laughs> or wait, I'm confused. So is the bad guy Toilet also called Super Toilet? Yes. Well, maybe you could call him super bad toilet. So we know the difference between the good super toilet and the bad super toilet. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Then a flying, um, fixie, um, ate to a phone. Why would a fixie eat a phone? Don't they, isn't their job usually to help fix things? And then they pooped. 
Is that the end of the story? The end. <laughs>